Welcome back to the Evidence-Based Rheumatology Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Putman, and this is episode 49, Ixikizumab against Adalimumab in Biologic-Naive Patients with Active Psoriatic Arthritis, the Spirit Head-to-Head Trial. This is such a fun topic for me to discuss. It brings together one of my favorite things, which is an actual head-to-head comparison of two treatments, with one of my least favorite things, which is a randomized controlled trial that for some particular methodologic flaw doesn't fully answer the question that I want it to. For background, we have had a lot of exciting new medications coming down the pipeline in psoriatic arthritis. In particular, the IL-23 and the IL-17 pathways have done wonders for skin disease to the point where we're now using PASI-100 as a common outcome and expecting most patients to meet that. It has really been an incredible time for psoriasis and a good time for psoriatic arthritis. Now in 2018, new guidelines were published for psoriatic arthritis and they came down quite strongly in favor of TNF inhibitors. They recommended these over IL-17 agents, both in treatment naive and in small molecule failures. This wasn't a crazy recommendation, but it's unfortunate because these guidelines were published in the midst of an onslaught of new trials that honestly may have changed the recommendations they gave. One such trial they were actually aware of, which is the SPIRIT P1 trial. This pitted ixekizumab against placebo in patients with active psoriatic arthritis, but it also had an adalimumab control arm. Now, because adalimumab was used as a control arm, the trial did not compare the treatment benefit between ixekizumab and adalimumab. Rather, it compared the benefit of each drug to placebo. Both drugs were better than nothing, and quite a bit better. In that trial, the ACR50 response in the placebo group was 4.7 at 12 weeks and 15.1 at 24 weeks. Not very good. For ixekizumab every four weeks, the responses were 33 and 40%, and in adalimumab, it was 29 and 39%. You get the impression that ixekizumab may have performed a little bit better than adalimumab. The trial wasn't designed to ask that question. The trial we're talking about today was. So let's talk about it. Spirit Head to Head was a 52-week, multi-center, randomized, open-label, blinded assessor, parallel group study, which looked at the efficacy of ixekizumab against adalimumab in biologic DMARD-naive patients. Eligible participants had to have psoriatic arthritis for at least six months, with three out of 66 swollen and three out of 68 tender joints. They also had to have a previous inadequate response to at least one conventional synthetic DMARD. A lot of this is going to be methotrexate. And they can't have previously received a JAK or a biologic DMARD. Now, everyone in this trial also had to have plaque psoriasis affecting greater than or equal to 3% of their body surface area. So not a ton of psoriasis, but they had to have some there. Patients randomized to the ixekizumab arm received 160 mg loading dose followed by ixekizumab every four weeks. However, if they had moderate to severe psoriasis, they received extra ixekizumab. They got it every two weeks from week two through week 12, and then were transitioned to ixekizumab every four weeks. The adalimumab group were allowed to get a little extra adalimumab up front if they, had, if they had moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, but then after that, they went to standard adalimumab dosing of adalimumab every two weeks going forward. That bothers me a little bit. You can get more ixekizumab than you can get adalimumab. Not unreasonable. To be fair, I almost never give adalimumab more often than every two weeks, so this is to some degree just a standard of care thing. Now, the primary endpoint of this trial is what I'm going to call shenanigan number one. Instead of using a single thing, such as ACR50 and PASI100, they used the proportion of patients who simultaneously achieved ACR50 and PASI100. I have mixed feelings about this. 
On the one hand, patients obviously want to do better in regards to both their skin and joint disease. So ACR50 is already a conglomerate endpoint, why not throw in the skin as well? Well, we already know IL-17s work better for TNFs for skin disease. So in a way here, we're answering a question that no one's asking. What I really want to know is does IL-17 work better than TNF for joint disease? To the author's credit, that was the major secondary endpoint, ACR50 response. Shenanigan number two, however, was that they didn't test ACR50 response in a superiority fashion. Instead, it was non-inferiority. This is a complex nuance that I don't want to dig too much into, but basically you're asking a different question. In a superiority trial, if your confidence interval does not cross zero for the treatment effect, then you can say that it was superior. Easy peasy. In a non-inferiority trial, you actually have to specify what you would consider to be a non-inferiority margin. In this case, they settled on a margin of 12%. They estimated this based on the adalimumab treatment effect, which they felt was a little over twice that, and said that if ixekizumab doesn't fall past that margin, we'll call it non-inferior. I guess that was a reasonable thing to do, but at the same time, I wish they'd just kept this simple. Is ixekizumab superior to adalimumab? That's what I want to know when I'm deciding whether or not to start a patient on this medication. As per usual, in well-run industry trials, the analysis was intention to treat, they had a number of nice patient-reported outcome measures, and, and this is something that people are doing more often these days, they used a hierarchical testing strategy to adjust for multiple hypothesis testing. With that, let's talk about the results. 684 patients were screened, 566 were randomized, 283 in each group, which is a pretty big trial. Unlike SPIRIT-P1, this was powered to assess a difference between two actual treatments. Regarding efficacy, the primary outcome of simultaneously achieving ACR50 and PASI100 was significantly better for ixekizumab, 36 versus 28%. That's number needed to treat of about 13 patients. That is definitely enough to push me towards using this drug. 50.5% of patients in the ixekizumab arm met the ACR50 response at 24 weeks, 54.6% in the adalimumab arm met the ACR50 response at 24 weeks. That's a difference of about 4%, not statistically significant as far as superiority is concerned. But if anything, it did favor the ixekizumab group. PASI100 was predictably better in the ixekizumab group, a difference of 60% versus 47% in the adalimumab group for a number needed to treat of 8. There are a couple secondary endpoints that are worth mentioning. One was a spark anthocyanus index, which was significantly better in the ixekizumab versus the adalimumab group by 11.6%. Pretty reasonable and clinically meaningful difference. HACDI was not different between the two groups. That's somewhat disappointing if you're trying to push towards ixekizumab. Even though patients were more likely to have PASI100 and ACR50 responses, they weren't necessarily more likely to tell you that they felt better. As far as safety outcomes, ixekizumab looked a little bit better. There were more serious adverse events in the adalimumab group, 8.5% versus 3.5%. This seemed to be driven primarily by serious infections and cytopenias. But I should note that there were two patients in the ixekizumab group that developed inflammatory bowel disease and none in the adalimumab group. We do have some concerns that IL-17 are bad for patients with IBD, and I don't think you should be using them for that group of people. So overall, this looks like a big win for the IL-17 inhibitor, correct? Let's take a step back and ask about a couple issues in this trial. The first is that this was an open-label study. They go on to say, and I quote, The absence of a placebo arm was modeled after real-world clinical settings where patients receive active treatments and are aware of which treatment they receive. End quote. 
Yes, that's how the real world functions, but the whole point of running a randomized controlled trial with blinding is to limit the amount of expectation bias that patients have. They used a blinded assessor, which is good, so theoretically a blinded assessor would not be as influenced by the fact that this was an unblinded trial, but one of the main outcome measures was ACR50. Patients are going to tell the blinded assessor how they feel like they're doing. They're going to tell them how tender and swollen their joints are. And in a trial where the patient knows they're getting the fancy new drug, you can imagine that that's going to favor the fancy new drug. The second shenanigan here was the combined outcome. I don't totally disagree with the combined outcome. It's nice to know that giving excizumab is better in a combination of things for psoriatic arthritis. At the same time, I have a lot of consults where a patient comes to my clinic with well-controlled skin disease or skin disease that you can control with just a little bit of topicals, but joint symptoms that are just not well-managed. In those patients, the question for me is what should I do for their joints, not what should I do for their joints and their skin. And last but not least, why non-inferiority for ACR50? Power the trial to show superiority of ixikizumab if you think it's better, and then we'll all know to use ixikizumab instead of anilumab for joints. We didn't ask that question, and this trial did not answer that question. Those limitations notwithstanding, credit to the authors for putting together a large head-to-head -head trial assessing biologic agents against each other. It's a lot of work, but it answers a very useful clinical question for clinicians like myself. Bringing this all together, IL-17 seems to me to be clearly better for skin. If you have a patient who has aggressive skin disease, IL-17 will just work better than TNF. IL-17 is non-inferior for joints, so it seems like it's probably about even. The caveat there is that I think the bias in this trial cuts towards exocizumab. Patients were not blinded, they got a fancy new drug, and I could imagine them saying their joints felt a little bit better because they didn't blind this trial properly. I wish they had, and, to the company's credit, Exceed 1 is coming down the pipeline, and in that trial, patients are supposedly going to be blinded appropriately. At the end of the day, I think the psoriatic guidelines that were published in 2018 could have used this trial. I don't think TNF should necessarily be recommended over IL-17 agents. When we have good evidence that IL-17 agents are just as well tolerated, clearly better for skin, and probably about the same for joints. I think that's it for this week. Thank you again for tuning in. Please follow me at ebroom.com to share your thoughts and have a great day. <laughs>